Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and assorted geekery. This is Ryan, and I'm joined by my t- two co-hosts, Micah and Mark. How's it going, How's it fellas? Going? How's it going? How's it going? Welcome back. Glad to be back. Always look forward to it. Absolutely. Great, great uh, week in gaming news, by the way, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a second, but some uh, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, I, I think we've had a... I know we've kind of talked and we'll get into it, but I think we've all had a good week with some some games, some new games, some old games. Uh-huh. Uh, but we'll we'll jump in with the news as usual. Um, I guess I can start us off if you want, um, since this is kind of my uh, kryptonite, I guess. But I see that everyone has put Cyberpunk on sale for $30. And I just want to get you guys' thoughts and see if you think – is this just a marketing tool or is this because it's so terrible and no one's buying it anymore? What are you guys thoughts? I think it's a little bit of both. I think, uh, I think they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, if it wasn't a bad game, it wouldn't be $30. And if it wasn't a bad game, they wouldn't have to sell it for a lower price to get people to play it. Well, I think it's a good game with a lot well, of problems. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a better way to say it. Yeah, I was thinking about it whenever I asked the question. I was like, well, I kind of worded that like it's a bad game, but it's not really a bad game. The storyline was pretty good and from what I played of it, and I've heard a lot of good reviews about the story, um, which Micah can probably elaborate a little bit more on that. But um, I think yeah. the $30 price point is strictly because of all of the headlines and quality reviews they've got on it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, I think the uh, narrative and the story around it is what's pushing that price down. Um, I think they're also doing it to try and garner goodwill from people. You know, um, honestly, I think thirty dollars is uh, probably a little a little cheap, uh, even for even for the game with its issues, uh, just because. Like you said, the story is super good. Um, it's really good. And the RPG mechanics are really good, too. So I know that there's some severe technical issues, but like like any game, they'll get ironed out. Um, so $30 is, is, is pretty low. I'm kind of kicking myself in the pants for buying it. Uh, you know, new, it's literally half off. So, Well, I'll tell you this, Micah. I, um, I did get my refund for hey, Cyberpunk. There you go. So I was refunded the $64 or whatever, and it was locked, you know, on the PlayStation, so I couldn't play it. So I, I went ahead and deleted it off, but, I mean, shoot, at this point, you could request a refund and go buy a copy for $30, a physical right. copy. Um, I know that's kind of working around the system and probably frowned upon, but um, I, like, I would have kept it, at even at the $64 price point, had it played. You know what right. I mean? Um like my issue with it was just it kept crashing. The save file was corrupt. It's like that was just a little too much for me. I could look past all the goofy things and odd things about it, but that's no, you you ran into one. you ran into every issue. Yeah, uh, literally every issue. Which is it kind of surprised me seeing as you played on the PS5 and not you know last gen at all. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like when it worked, it worked well, and then it would like just you know fall out. Right. So did you have did you have problems with it from day one, or did it the problems just kind of come out of nowhere for you? 
No, um, it it would always do like a crash every so often. The system wouldn't crash, but like the game would. Like you know, I'd get the Sony error message, you know, like right, an error has occurred. But you know, the system would still be stable. And then, you know, I'd play and I'd get all the weird bugs throughout the game. But then it started to get more frequently the crashes. And then after one of the crashes, I went to boot it back up, and it, the save file was corrupt. And then that was kind of like me throwing it out the window. So. Yeah, I heard that some of the patches actually made it more unstable on the PlayStation while they were fixing issues on the Xbox. Um, I don't know if that's true, but that that was the story that I'd heard. And I also wonder if your if the PS5 crashing uh, had to do with your files getting corrupted. Like I wonder if it was some sort of bug that was screwing up with the code, and that's what caused your system to start you know literally restarting yeah well i know mark ran into that issue with call of duty when it first came out and he had reported that other people were running into like corrupt files so it wouldn't surprise me on this issue as well yeah Hmm. interesting yeah are you gonna buy it again for 30 maybe further down the line you think um Maybe once they release the PS5 next-gen version, maybe I consider it. Because uh, I think the game would be fun. Um, but I was looking at... I know like their CEO released like a timeline of you know their, their game plan, basically. And I was showing that they're not showing like a release date till like end of 2021 for next-gen. Yeah, they're saying now it's going to be second half of 2021. So that's, that's a good ways away to... Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. We'll see. That one's that one's iffy in my book. That'll be like what May or June at the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So. Yeah. What do you guys have? Anything else? Um, uh, I have a, a new game that released today that uh, is seemingly getting really, really good reviews. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm a huge fan of the franchise, but uh, we're recording this on Tuesday the 19th, and Hitman 3 um, is out today from uh, IO. So, did you buy it, Micah, or are you just... Uh, I haven't yet. Um, I'm going to, just I need I need to wait for payday. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get it. The, uh, the two uh, reimagined Hitman, so Hitman and Hitman 2, or have been incredibly fun, um, especially with the VIP targets that they put in for like replayability and stuff. So, um, and if Hitman Three is more the same, then I'll, I'm excited about it for sure. I know when Sony announced the PS5, this was part of the launch trailer, mm-hmm. um, and I think I actually sent it to Mark as one of the items I was pretty excited about. However, I saw it was on. They they were doing like a pre-order discount on it. Mm-hmm. But I learned a lesson with Cyberpunk that I was not pre-ordering anything right away. There you go. So I was waiting to see what people said about it and waiting to see what kind of reviews it got and obviously the stability. But it doesn't seem to be having those kind of issues. No. No, Um, This this will be the one I buy for for PS5. I have uh, Hitman and Hitman 2 on my PS4. So this will be my first uh, PS5 game. Interesting with the DualSense. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to see if I can feel myself choking someone out with his garrot uh, wire. 
So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it looks it looks really exciting. Um, but yeah, so that's that's releasing, and it's uh, it's just getting me more hyped for uh, IO's upcoming release of uh, 007. So they're putting out a James Bond game, um, which I, I have a soft spot for James Bond games uh, going back to Goldeneye for the 64. So ah, the nostalgia. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, that was a classic game. Absolutely. What was it the Golden Gun? Yeah, the Golden Gun and Odd Job. That's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Mark, did you ever play Goldeneye on sixty four? Uh, I I did not. I did play Casino Royale, and uh, not nearly as much of a classic. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it was <wasn't> great, <laughs> but no, I never did play uh, Goldeneye. I never had a sixty four growing up. I had friends up the street who had one, and I always wanted one, but I didn't get one till I was twenty. Wow. So do you own the game now, Mark? I do not. I think I have like NASCAR 99, Mario Kart, and Mortal Kombat. Well, Mario Kart's a classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you need to pick up, uh, if you can find a copy, pick up Goldeneye um, or a copy of, uh, there was another James Bond game that they made for 64. I think it was it was the blue cartridge. I think it was the world is not enough. Um, that one is actually pretty good too, so. Uh, I, I recommend both. Yeah. Um, at the mall where I'm at, uh, they have the, the game store. They sell like all those classic games. Mike, it may have been here when you lived up here. Yeah, um, it was. That's a legit store. Yeah, that place is awesome. I'm always looking. I have my PlayStation 1 up here. I always check it in for those, but I'll just see if they have any anything like for the Nintendo 64 because I've never even looked. I bet you. I bet you they do. I bet though that um, if you get one that's like a, it's in super good quality with no stickers or damage to the cartridge, I bet you'll, I bet the asking price would be kind of high on it. Yeah, probably so. Which I, uh, I was gonna not to go too far off topic, but when I first got the '64, I was gonna try and buy. It's either Ocarina's Mask or Majora's, or I mean Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was literally like about to check out, and the dude was like, "Oh yeah, you need the expansion pack, and we don't have any of those." So I was like, "Okay, <laughs> all right." Yeah, first, Majora's Mask. Yep. Yeah, it was like it was a great price and everything, and the dude did not sell it to me because he didn't have the expansion pack. Dang. Those were both great games. Yeah, for sure. I think the uh, was it the Majora's Mask had like the hologram on the cartridge. Yeah. It also, that was a creepy game anyway, with like that creepy sun staring at you the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird game. It was fun, but it was, it was definitely different. It was a very different Zelda game. Yeah, but those old Zelda games are hard to beat. Oh, for sure. You got your money's worth with those. Hmm. Well, anything else? Micah, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I have, uh, one more news story that, uh, I dug up, uh, today. Actually, it's, it's kind of been a developing story from last week. Um, but Lucasfilm Games is now a thing again, uh, finally. Um, so when Disney purchased Lucas, Lucasfilm, uh, they shut down the LucasArts, um, wing that was producing games. So EA kind of got that timed exclusivity deal to create Star Wars games. 
but now that Lucasfilm Games is back, um, there are other studios taking a shot at all of George Lucas's IPs. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited about that. Uh, the big one is what we literally talked about in the last episode, which was uh, Ubisoft is uh, making a massive open-world Star Wars game. Um, it's the it's Ubisoft Massive. Uh, they're the studio who made the uh, online shooter, The Division, um, and uh, it's the same uh, person who was the uh, development leader on The Division Two. Is the creative director on it, um, and they're using the new uh, Snowdrop Snowdrop engine that they use for Division Two. So um, I'm pretty excited about that. Division Two is is cool online shooter, um, but on a Q&A on their website, uh, Garrity, who is the uh, creative director, he said that the Star Wars game they're making is completely different from The Division, and it's going to be completely different from what they've done in the past. So it makes me think that it's not not like an MMO-type shooter. It's just going to be a massive open-world single-player game. Perfectly fine with me. Me too. I can't. They could, they could just reskin Assassin's Creed with Star Wars, and I, I would be totally cool with it. <laughs> Oh yeah, one hundred. The only thing, may I would be okay if like maybe like, uh, you and like maybe three other friends could hop online. Yeah. Yeah, put uh, together like a little crew to do missions and stuff. Yeah, I mean you could just all, I mean of course spitballing or, uh, you know, no idea what you can or can't do yet. But you and your buddies rolling in some as Mandalorians, bro. Yeah. Yeah. All day, I I'm would really play. I would probably fail college because of this game. <laughs> yeah. well, it's a good thing then. It's probably not going to be out for a few years. Yeah, but yeah. College would be done, in the rear view. Right. But, it just loses yeah. his job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be, uh, I'll be sitting in, you know, I'll, I'll get done lecturing. I'll give my kids uh, their independent work and I'll just sit down and fantasize about what I'm doing in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> so, um, yeah, same, same here. But, uh, so it just came at a, a, a very uh, interesting time. We just talked about in the last episode, um, not to spoil what we're talking about the later part of the episode, but we all played a game this week that was produced by Lucas, uh, LucasArts Games. Um, so it was, it was just perfect that it, it was announced. Uh, and uh, there's also another announcement that uh, Lucasfilm Games is coming out with, but Mark, I'm going to let you talk about it. Sure. So uh, you talk about uh, Bethesda's tweet hinting yep. at an Indiana Jones game. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I uh, I saw that like a couple, I don't know, it was probably a couple days ago. I sent it to a buddy of mine who's also a massive Star Wars fan, thinking he would be excited. And it totally blew me off. He was like, uh, I could do without an Indiana Jones game. And I was Are like, kidding me? I know, man. Did you play like the old ones are like legit fun well-made games. Those old Indiana Jones games are some of my favorite from the era that they were made. So the point-and-click adventure one, I think it was called Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. This is back in like 19, I want to say like 92 or 93. I mean, I remember I was young and it was a, it was PC and it was LucasArts. It was the same type of game as, uh, um, you know, King's Quest or any of those other ones. It was fantastic. There was another one on PC that I had when I was young called uh, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. Um, yeah, all those games are great. 
one I played was on the original Xbox, and I loved the game. Was the Emperor uh, Tomb? Ah, uh, that that may have been it. I just okay. remember being there's like snakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I could never age. get past the snakes. Okay. Yeah. But I did really like the game, and I'm now you know I'm a little older and actually know how to play games. Super excited for this. Yeah. Well, the other part that got me really excited, and people people kind of rag on him a lot, but. Uh, he's got fantastic ideas for games. It's just sometimes they don't get um, executed quite maybe the way he wanted. But Todd Howard is the uh, executive uh, producer on the game. That's exciting. So I'm all about that. Uh, yeah. Indiana Jones and like in the vein of like Skyrim. Come on. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. Apparently your friend who has poor taste in games. Oh, I let him. I let him know what I thought about his opinion. Good. But yeah, that that is something I'm pretty excited for. I actually just watched um, Raiders of the Ark not long ago, uh, so always in the mood for some Indiana Jones. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's it's like it's an American franchise. You know what I mean? It's oh it, yeah, it's iconic. So uh, I am excited about that one as well. Uh, the other piece of news I had, um, apparently, Battle Six, Battlefield Six could be out this year um, for the PS4 and Xbox One. Hmm. I didn't know it was expected for the PS5 or Series X this year, but um, this is coming from Metro.co.uk, uh, and it says one insider claims it'll be out on last-gen consoles as well. Um, I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts about that? I'm just a little nervous of how much these old consoles can take. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand the economics of wanting to release your game on multiple consoles, but um, and I know it's still very young in the in the new gen or current gen's life cycle, but I I am looking forward to when they start developing games exclusively for the next gen consoles and not for the the previous gen. Just because I don't think we're we're not seeing yet what these things can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. Those were kind of my thoughts as well. It's just like you know, you know. Don't get me wrong. I love being able to just still play. Like, you know, some of my buddies don't have the next gen yet, uh, mm-hmm. so still being able to hop in those games. Are like um, one of the games I talk about, I'll talk about later is Battlefield Five. I've been playing that a lot with a friend of mine who's on uh, Xbox One, and that's great and everything. But I just still, I kind of still feel like I'm just playing like a One X still. Right, with just a faster hard drive. Yeah, I mean the load times are insane, but I don't really feel like I'm seeing the the horsepower yet. That was, you know, was a big reason why I bought it. Right. Yeah, I think once production ramps up more, uh, probably going to be more of a post-COVID uh, era then we'll start to see more focus on that once, you know, because right now all the money, I mean, there's not enough consoles out there for them to sync exclusively to next gen. Right. Um, So once, I think once we uh, see that start to ramp up, it'll kind of slowly shift over. Mm -hmm. I agree. But but I just don't want to run into the same cyberpunk issue over again. You know what I mean? Yep. You're right. Uh, And I'm looking forward to them starting to meet because apparently, uh, following the sales numbers that 
PS5 is beginning to meet demand with its uh, with its supply. Um, so hopefully it won't be much longer uh, with these wild grabbed at consoles and they'll be available for people to get them who want them. Yeah. Just a waiting game. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of PlayStation, um, I saw an article on the PlayStation blog where Sony and PlayStation Store has released their top 10 games of 2020, top 10 downloaded games of 2020. Oh, wow. On the PlayStation Store. Um, so I'll run through them just so you guys know the order and we can kind of discuss it because some of them were kind of surprising to me. Okay. Um, number one, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, really? Number two, Miles Morales. Okay. Three, Assassin's Creed. Uh-huh. Four, NBA 2K21. Uh-huh. Number five, Demon Souls. Then Madden 21, FIFA 21. And number eight is Sackboy Big Adventure. Number nine, Immortals Phoenix Rising, and ten, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, garbage! What a garbage list. It's interesting <laughs> yeah. that these are the top ten downloaded. I'm some of these are throwing me off a little bit. Which which one is your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise is the fact that Ghost of Tsushima is not on that list. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, it is uh, PS5 versions. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I don't know this. The sporting games kind of throw me off like i understand people like them maybe it's just because it's not my wheelhouse i don't understand how much people like them but well here's my thought process there wasn't a lot of games released for next gen so the top 10 list is probably just the 10 games for the most part right the only ones that have they have available so the list itself doesn't surprise me but the order of it does me a little bit like i'm surprised That's what i was thinking you know like nba and madden are above well nba is above demon souls and yep. you know like i played watchdogs legion from start to finish and that was a great game and i have fifa 21 and i would put watchdogs above that no yeah. question well yeah, i was surprised demon souls wasn't number one i was uh i was surprised that freaking sack boy was number eight yeah <laughs> yeah that one surprises me but you know i think with um astro's playroom that drove Sackboy up oh for sure because people are like well that game was pretty fun and Sackboy is similar what about bug oh, snacks bug snacks wasn't on the list no and it was free i know <laughs> <laughs> oh man i downloaded that one but i couldn't play it so i did too i downloaded it but it looks it like the I just remember watching the launch trailer of it and that song. I was like, this is the most annoying thing I've heard in my entire life. I played like one, I don't know if you'd call it level, but I played like one section of it and I was like, nah, I just can't get into this. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even started it yet. I was like throwing ketchup packets to try and catch bugs and stuff. It was wild. I was the like, world? No, nah, this isn't for me. <laughs> no, that's for, uh, that's for if you partake in a specific extracurricular activity. Uh, that might be fun at that point, but I doubt it. it's fun with a sober mind. Well, it's free. It's yeah. got that going for it. We all may have just helped create bugs. Is it smackers? Snacks. Bug snacks. Oh, Y'all may have just helped create bug snacks too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
But yeah. yeah, the other one that surprised me, I think the biggest was NBA 2K21. Yeah, because yeah. I heard it had some issues. Well, this was the same game that they were putting um, advertisements in the like loading screens and stuff. Yeah, unskippable commercials. Yeah, <laughs> in a yeah. $70 game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I know this is a NBA or Xbox at all, but uh, yesterday I was scrolling through EA Play on Game Pass, just seeing what they had. And uh, they have, like, you know, they have, like, a lot of the newer Madden games and NHL games, and I think the newest FIFA they have is 19. But um, none of, like, the closest thing the NBA they have is, or the 2K games or whatever, uh, is NBA Live. And those don't have good reviews. Um, the NHL games don't have good reviews, and the Madden games don't have good reviews, like, at all. Like, I think all of them are, like, one or two star averaging yeah. Well, they're the same game. Every exactly. Year. Exactly. I, I guess, I don't know, I guess I could see them being so high up on the list just because, I mean, sports have a pretty big following. So, I mean, I guess that alone, you know, some people, oh, that's all they play is, you know, Madden or uh, 2K or whatever. You're right. You're right. I, that's just outside. I don't play any sports games. I think that's what shocks me so much about it, you know. I think yeah. I, I must be in the minority. But. See, I'll play like, you know, Forza or Gran Turismo or anything. And I used to play a lot of Madden. Um, but Madden 18, that just completely killed most of the sport. Most of like, you know, the average, the common sports games for me. I mean, I picked up FIFA 19 because me and Ryan were playing a career together. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't even think we ever, I don't think we've played that on separate consoles at all. Um, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I generally rotate. I know we talked about that before. So I, I don't usually put a lot of hours in it, though. You know what I mean? I'll play it for, if I had to guess, probably around 20 hours, you know? Yeah. But um, it's a rotation. So, But I never buy the NBA games. I'm just not into that too much. But, yeah. But, Micah, your Immortals Phoenix Rising made the list. So Yeah. Uh, it deserves it. Deserves it. Um, that's, it's, a, it's a really good game. Uh, actually, they just put out a free bonus quest. That's fantastic. So I'm hopefully, hoping the uh, DLC kind of goes along the lines of that free free bonus quest they put out. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Awesome. Well, that's all the news I have. I'm newsed out if you guys have anything else. or I do not. No, I think that was it. I, I went a little nostalgia heavy, but, you know, it is what it is. That's all right. <laughs> That's well, my the, job. the fun thing about this episode is it's kind of our first, um, I don't know, how do we word this? First feature. It's a feature, feature episode, yeah. I we guess. Feature, featured a game in this episode. So last week we talked about uh, LucasArts game, uh, Full Throttle Remastered, and how it was $6 on the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where you guys bought it, because I know you don't typically play it on PlayStation, but... Um, I went ahead and bought it on PlayStation for six bucks. And we're gonna, we're gonna piss you off, Ryan, because we got <laughs> free on Game Pass. Yep. Ah, <laughs> a dang Game Pass. Yeah, strikes again. Yeah. Me and Micah saved six bucks. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, played that game well, for free. Congratulations. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I played it from start to finish. Um, As did I. I. Mike is all the way through. Mark, how far did you get? I did not finish the first chapter yet. (laughs) Ah, well, okay. So, Mark, 
you start us off. What do you think thus far? How far have you gotten and what do you think? Is it okay. what you expected? Is it completely um, off basis? Knowing that it was a point and click and I had looked at it before on the store, I like I knew it was about a biker and stuff like that. Um, but I will say I, I fully intend to finish this game for the sole reason that it has Mark freaking Hamill in it. Yeah. Um, but I do like what I've played so far. And right now, um, I've made it to Moe's garage and I've got her like torch back. I haven't got the gas or the forks for my bike yet. Okay. Well, I would encourage you to try your best not to use any walkthroughs or Google, you know, mm-hmm. I will say you'll probably need to at some point, but I would say really try not to because it just blows your mind. The little things you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say when you have to get your bike keys back, I won't say how you have to do it or anything, but, um, well, I you can't spoil it for us, Mark, but, um, I don't know about the listeners. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we can just say, Hey, until we stop talking about full throttle, this is a spoiler warning. So okay. you can fast forward the next 20 minutes. If we're still talking about full throttle, throttle keep going a little bit more. Yeah. So, okay. Fire well, away, Mark. Cause we put that out there. I did not, could not figure out where these keys were. Like I tried, you know, walking back to the dumpster. I tried talking to the dude at the bar. I tried tra- checking all the monitors, all the pictures in the bar. I even tried like, when you like step outside like that zoomed in area when you're like right mm-hmm. near your bike, tried walking up and down the street. Uh, of course, you know, it doesn't let you. Uh, so finally I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it. Ryan had already warned me not to, but I did look up where the keys were. Uh, but I will say the way you get them, I do like that. Like, you know, uh, I guess like the arm icon and the foot icon and like the, what I thought was like the talking icon, but sometimes he says he's not going to kiss something. So that's with my lips on there. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I don't know. I like that. It's not all just like, you know, when I saw like the, you know, the arm and the foot, obviously I thought that always meant like punch or grab or, you know, the foot I thought always is kick. Um, but I do like what I, you know, the, like, like, like Ryan's like the little things, like I, you had you to intimidate the bartender to get the keys. Mm-hmm. Um, he totally fooled me. I thought the guy knew nothing. Um, I don't know yeah. nothing. They had guns. <laughs> yeah, dude. He fooled Not me. Not a bad uh, impression there, Micah. I, <laughs> yeah, dude, this game. I love this game. So, so Micah voice. can now do a Hank Hill. <laughs> And full throttle. Yeah, and Roy Conrad. Yeah. Oh, man. You don't know if it's the good on that nose? The bar. Ryan, I think, or, uh, Mike, I think you should go into some, do some voice acting. Hey, if, this, if that's what the podcast leads to, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I'd be, I'd be happy. I'd be happy to change careers. Oh, uh, it's never too late. No, it's but go, not. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. You were saying... <laughs> Oh no, you're good. That's basically. Yeah, I was just like, uh, like you were saying, like this, the little things. Um, even though I looked it up, like I was still impressed. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know when this game originally released. Um, and I don't want to say like games, you know, from back I then. I want to say it was but, 1995, if I remember. But I want to say, yeah. But Which, I did. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I was no, go ahead. say for for 1995. I mean, it's this game was incredible. I didn't want to say it. I didn't feel like I had the right being born three years after that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, you know, not much further behind, but, you know, or ahead, but 
I was a bit ahead. But just seeing how the games have developed over time, I mean, this one was pretty impressive for as early on as it was. Yeah, especially for a point-and-click, right? Like, usually those are pretty simple. Yeah. Um, but well, this one, yeah, I mean, my, I think my favorite part of it is, which, Mark, I, I know you're not here yet, so I won't ruin a whole lot, but when you go down Mine Road yeah. uh, and you have to fight a bunch of bikers. Yeah. And not only do you have to fight a bunch of bikers, but there's strategy and certain things right. you have to do while you fight them to get to the next part. Exactly. That's And when we were going to talk about, you know, when, when did the game break us, that is the only time I had to look up uh, how to progress online because I forgot, I forgot how to beat two people. Um, I won't spoil it uh, for you, Mark, but I, I forgot how to beat the uh, a person that you need to beat to get a weapon and a person you have to beat to get a set of goggles. Well, see, and that leads to where I struggled. Because I, I beat all those people and got the equipment I needed. Mm-hmm. But I struggled with uh, the goggles. So Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but you'll, you'll get there, Mark. It, it's, it's a wild ride. You're just getting started, really. How long, uh, like, hour-wise would y'all say this game is across all the chapters? Yeah. Four hours, maybe? What do you think? Yeah, yeah about four hours. But it that's... That's with me after after having to look up that one section, remembering from when I was a kid beating the rest of the game. So, like, I knew what I was doing. So, it, it's, it was about four hours it took me to play through the whole thing. Did you get yeah. all the achievements? Did either one of you get all the achievements? Uh, no, I'm missing two, I think. I think I'm missing three. Yeah. I, I was hoping I was going to platinum it, but – it, they're still hidden trophies, so I and I haven't looked up what all of them were, so I'm not sure which ones I missed. Right. But I mean, there's there's some funny parts in this game too. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, whenever you go to the minefield, Micah, uh, that is hilarious. Yeah, it is. And Mark, you'll probably you'll struggle with that one, I'm sure too, to figure <laughs> that one out because. Dude, I was played like a fiddle within the first thirty minutes. <laughs> I'm in for yeah. a long ride. <laughs> that shirt made out of cotton i'm uh allergic to cotton <laughs> Dude, if it tells you anything i was like kind of embarrassed that it that i was struggling with this game because like both my roommates were home and one of them had some friends over and i was like if I, if they come out of my roommate's room and they see me playing this game and they're like you know it's a point click bro you know you haven't figured it out yet i'm gonna you know i, I didn't know what i was gonna do so I, well, that's kind of why really i too much junk because it's not it's not a game that holds your hand no. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't. So, Mark, have you you haven't went to the trailer yet, have you? Um, is that the one where you like go? It's like across from from Mo's uh, shop. Okay, yeah, I have been there. Oh, you have. Okay. Talk to the dude. Um, yes, and Before? I've also. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude, I saw that. Like, you know, he was like not really want to talk and i was like i wonder if the foot does what the foot yep, what it I think it does. <laughs> yes it did Dude, what is uh what's the character's name that you play as ben ben yeah, the bottle ben. ben does not care ben gives no Mm-mm. f's at all <laughs> no yeah, but dude. like when you're running 
when you're in the t- by the tower. Yeah. Like that is so funny to see him run because he doesn't run like uh, like a, a biker. A, no, it's a comic run. Like, and he does it. He does it also when he when you go to the uh, the stadium. Yeah. When you grab the thing from behind the counter, he runs out with them. <laughs> And, so, you know, but also, Mark, you've probably seen this. When he comes back to Mo's shop with, like, the items, he just, like, kind of stands there and smiles. <laughs> yeah, this huge grin on his face. The only thing I – like, the only reason I really didn't play any much further than that is I could not figure out – after I got the torch from the trailer, I could not figure out how to get into the other two places. Like, the one has that chain that you pull down. If you try to leave it, like, Ben just, like, reaches and you can't – couldn't figure out how to get it stuck or, like, you know, keep the door, the roll-up garage or whatever they call it, open to get it in. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can, I can tell you, here's the only hint I'll give you, and it's not really a hint, but those two places you can't get in, they're connected. Like, you got to get in one and get in the other one. Okay. Yeah, and I would say you're uh, you're going for a walk. Yeah. But going for like like to get the like the process it takes a minute. Well, so so you're trying to get into the um you know the junkyard with the roll up door. Yep. Um the the bad news is you got to go somewhere else before you can get in there. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel better because I actually like I felt like I was like doing everything I could to keep that door open, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I just don't understand the game, like. <laughs> Uh, and then once you uh, figure it out, or if you eventually have to look it up, uh, you'll feel really dumb. Yeah, you can be like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. I really hope I don't have to look it up. <laughs> no, but it's it's one of those things where it, it's uh, it's detailed enough, like it's a, such a small detail that that you don't feel bad missing it. You just – it's something that's easily overlooked because you don't think about it. That makes sense. They intentionally make it that way. I oh, mean, absolutely. It's so simple, but yet so difficult. Yeah. Right. And to be honest, I think, like Micah said, the only reason we've got through it so quick is we remembered half of it. Yeah. I know. I was – sorry, go ahead, Micah. I was going to say, I played this multiple times when I was a kid. So, it was like muscle memory. As soon as I got to the goggle part, I was like, oh, I remember, I remember the rest of this game. Well, see, Micah, I one part I forgot was towards the end um, when you're on the truck. Yeah. Um, basically, I don't want to ruin it for Mark, but how to uh, get into the truck? You know what right. I mean? Or, or yeah. on on the other side of the truck? You know? Yeah. Had a, I was like, what the heck am I missing here? Uh-huh. And it was something so simple, and you could miss it so quick. This oh, is yeah. the this is like the only time that I've think in this game that like there's something within a time frame you have to do yeah you don't have forever to think about it like yeah could legitimately (laughs) die but yeah that that part i remember that part when i was a kid the reason i remember it now is because it gave me such an issue when i was when i was young Mm. so i never forgot it once i figured it out i was like oh it was seared in my memory yeah i'll say burger I went into this really cocky. Like, I didn't, didn't have a chance to get it installed until um, this weekend. And a buddy of mine came up, and we were hanging out. So I didn't really even get to play it till Sunday. And even Sunday, I was like, ah, I could probably not just knock this out before we record next episode. Nope. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, it well, yeah, like I said, it's it's not a it's not a super easy game. Yeah. But I, I definitely recommend it. Um the graphics uh it's similar but you can tell it's remastered. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can there's a toggle where you can look at the non remastered graphics. Um and I did not I'm one for nostalgia, but not that kind of nostalgia. So I, think, <laughs> I think the remastered graphics look fantastic. Yeah, they, they kept it really true to form. Yes, they did. And uh, I, one thing that we haven't touched on, but I, I have to talk about, um, Mark, you mentioned it at the beginning, but the, the, the performances of the actors in the game are phenomenal. The voice acting in the game is, is so good. Uh, and people gave him a lot of crap for showing up in, in really crappy games in the past, but Mark Hamill always brings it in whatever he's doing, uh, as a voice actor, he, he's, he always gives the best performance in the game. Do anyone who hates on Mark Hamill, not a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. They can come talk to my, my left and right fist here. That's what I'm saying, man. Mark I mean, Hamill's you don't play out here. You don't get you don't play Luke Skywalker, and then, you know I don't think he's if even if these games are cheesy and not the greatest games ever, I feel like I mean he's Mark Hamill. He's doing it because he yeah. thinks it's fun. Yeah, and, and he's yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know of anything like from Avatar: Last Airbender uh, to the Joker to Luke Skywalker, and I'm pretty sure I know who he plays. In full throttle, if he's one of the two old men that show up in the beginning of the game, he is. But I'll give you a hint: Mark Hamill plays like four people in this game. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The the one of the old guys was the one I noticed. Yeah. Um, it's the one you think, I'm sure. The bad guy. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I love seeing Mark Hamill play like these like crazy villain type characters i mean not only does it do it well but it's always fun being like oh my gosh that's luke freaking skywalker being a maniac mm-hmm. yeah and if since you're still at the beginning man this i'm gonna tell you dude this game takes a takes a turn does it <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i'll have to i'll definitely have to beat it before we record the next episode yeah and, I, I think uh, you'll enjoy it yeah and and don't worry mark there is one part where he will put his lips on that Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely yeah. disappointing every time he won't and it, put his lips on that. And it's an achievement. <laughs> okay, so I should try and make out with everything. Well, you, you'll have to make out with yeah. this one thing. So. Okay. Now, that's to talk about that puzzle specifically, Ryan, without mm-hmm. spoiling it, how many young people today do you think even know what that is, what that process is? You know... That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like when that game was made, a lot of people knew what that was. Uh, yeah, because you, uh, you kind of had to do it from time to time. Um, especially for like an old lawnmower. But yeah, it's a, uh, I don't think, I don't know if people would know what that is now. Do y'all think I will know what it is? That's a good question. We'll find out next episode, Mark. Yeah, we'll yep. find out. But I will say, <laughs> You probably will, Mark, because your family had a houseboat. Yeah. Okay. So it's possible. There you I go. would think so. Okay. I'll. I if when when I get to this point, maybe I'll save it until next episode, so that y'all will be as surprised if I do or do not know. Okay. Please do. Do a big reveal. 
I will. I will. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that eventually is going to become like a, like generational knowledge that kids are just not going to know. So somebody in the future playing this game is like, what in the crap am I supposed to do? Yeah. That'd be interesting. We'll see. Yeah. So, all right. So I, I give my stamp of approval for this game. Uh, it's definitely worth the $6 or the $0, whichever you have to pay. How many how many digital theorists out of five do you give this game? <laughs> um, Try to take nostalgia out of it. I mean, if it were released today, um, I don't think I would score it as high. Um, but since it is a remaster, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. it's a, To me, it's a solid four. Yeah. With nostalgia, would you guys give it a five? With nostalgia, it's a five, yeah. All yeah. day. I will give my rating when I finish the game, but since I've only played so much of the game, I will give it as many hours I think I've it's earned in my eyes, <laughs> or many theories I think it's earned in my eyes thus far. And for now, I will give it one out of five because I haven't played much, but with Mark Hamill, a two out of five. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it'll go up. I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. And if you like this game, uh, Mark, unfortunately, Ryan, they're not available on PS5. These are only available on Game Pass. Xbox, please sponsor us. Um, the uh, Day of the Tentacle and Grim Fandango are both point-and-click adventures made by the same guy who made Full Throttle, uh, Tim Schafer, which, interestingly, we'll talk more about him later in the episode. Cool. Real quick, I know we're... We're approaching our time very quickly, but did you ever play Mist? Oh, yes. Now, Mark, Riven? this one has been remastered, I think. I don't want to say for sure, but I think for Quest 2, for VR. Really? Are Myst. you serious? Yes, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'll look it up real quick, but. That might get me to buy one. Oh, wow. Because I think I could play that game in VR. So is next week going to be missed VR themed? <laughs> no, I can't. There's no way I can afford it by next week. Um, yes, but, it is um, missed in a new dimension. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, it came out in December of 2020. Wow. All right. Well, I will eventually have a VR headset then because I can play that game and that game has some strong nostalgia for me as well. Yes. This was another game that I played. Um, along with full throttle. But th I'm going to tell you what, Mist is brutally hard. Yes. Yeah, that this is a wild puzzle game. Yeah, it is ridiculously hard. Mm. So, does it have Mark Hamill? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> It just lost uh, one uh, yeah, digital just theorist. Lost, lost yeah. digital theorist yeah. off the scale here. No, it doesn't. But uh, it's a uh, it, it, it's a beautiful game. Um, it's just got a really chill atmosphere. Uh, it's a real it's a real cool game just to play when you want to just relax. Well, I, I've watched the video online, and for VR, it looks pretty sweet. Like the graphics look pretty good. Wow. That's cool. But, um, okay, getting off that kick, um, 
the rest of what we've been playing since we don't have a ton of time left. But for me, um, I continued playing City Skylines. I have built a pretty large scale city at this point. Uh, but I'm slowing down on the pace of me wanting to keep playing it just because there's so much to play and it's an yeah. older game. So, well, and, so those, and those city builders come in spurts for me. I don't know if it's the same for you. They do. And I think us talking about it kind of got me wound up to play it. Uh-huh. And I've I played quite a bit. And I'll continue to play it, just not – yeah, I'm, I'll go in spurts as well. And were you playing yours on PC? Yes. Okay. I tried it on console. Uh, and, oh, my God, dude, it was not – I mean, I don't want to trash the people who ported it over, but you just can't play those games with a controller, man. It, you just can't do it. No. I think it's pretty fair to say that um, city builders and things like that are, that are heavy on the UI and everything just do not translate to console well. Right. Yeah, Even I something mean, like Crusader Kings wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, I know they have Paradox put out Stellaris on the console, but it's, and I want that game, but not... I don't want to play it on the Xbox. No, it's clunky. Well, I was thinking, even simple games like The Sims, I tried to play that on console. That was awful for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but um, other than that, going back to Old Faithful, Call of Duty, um, I think I've got like 70 hours in that game now. Whoa. Dude, it's a weird day when, yeah, I'm 22. Um, I won't say how old my dad is because I know he'd, he'd probably appreciate that. <laughs> um, but I'll say he's younger than 60, but older than 40. And uh, has completely passed me in levels in Call of Duty. And that's just not something I ever expected to have happen while I was in, you know, still in school. It's schooled by dad in Call let, of Duty. Let me point out something, Mark. <laughs> your, uh, your father is – I have 70 hours in this game, and he is a higher level than I am. Yeah. Mark, your dad's I, uh, living the dream, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm worried that like maybe that I'm gonna get booted off the podcast in favor of him. Hey, he's well, living the dream. Maybe he'll uh, guest join us one day. We'll give him a. He's getting his first shout out here. That's yeah, right. yeah. Mr. Sizemore is a Call of Duty killer. <laughs> I, mean, I definitely wouldn't one v one him on Rust. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take him on golf club. Uh, he'd kick. He kicked my ass in that too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a weird thing not being cooler than your dad at 22. Hey, look, it is what it is. Yeah, I guess we all got to play the hand that we're dealt. Well, you know, remember Blink-182 said no one likes you when you're 23, so you're getting close. That's right. I guess I uh, just start embracing it. Yeah. This year is the year for me. Once you hit 25, then you just stop caring. Yeah, it's all downhill in Atlanta. It's not downhill. You just don't care anymore. <laughs> So I've got like a solid two and a half years left. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then you start your awesome period of your life because you just, you're over everybody's crap and uh, nothing really matters. Sorry. That's, that was a real uplifting thing to say, <laughs> but it, it is what it is. Wow. This, this uh, episode is really taking a turn. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying once you hit 25, man, that's when you, that's when you live your best life. You hear that listeners? It's not good till you're 25. Right, it's not. But just, just stick it out. Just stick it out. Oh, man. Well, that's all I play. What about you? I, uh, 
not to jump in front of you, Micah, but I've no, been playing. Right, playing on, I branched out a little bit from COD. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Battlefield Five. Uh, I know this game got a lot of hate early on. Um, I really, I don't know. I love Battlefield One. I love World War One. So I was, of course, super stoked to finally see like a game put us in that setting. And you know, not to say anything against World War Two or anything like that. Obviously. Um, but I just feel like, you know, World War One's always overshadowed because um, how could it not be? But uh, but my friend, one of my buddies, um, played, has has played Battlefield Five before and convinced me to install it. And that's like, that has been what I've been playing the majority of the week. Uh, I can't put it down. Oh, wow. I've, I think, uh, I don't know. For me, I'm not a Battlefield scholar or expert or anything. Um you know, I for me it's like Battlefield's always a little bit more realistic than Call of Duty, and sometimes that's what I'm going for, and that's really all I'm looking for in Battlefield. So to be able to fly like a a Corsair um, or or Zero, um, or to use something like the M1 Garand or something like that, I mean that's and to have it feel like um, you know you had the bullet drop and you have all that, I don't know. That's really all I'm looking for. Uh, so in my book, the game is lots and lots of fun. Um, and the other thing I've been playing, I've uh, been trying out the newer uh, Battlefront 2. Uh, you know, I've heard for a while now that the game was good, or at least better than what it was on launch. And I actually played the beta of this game. Really, really, really liked it, uh, but never picked it up. And, you know, of course, when it first came out, it uh, was not loved. But apparently EA uh, put some work in on it, and this game, now I also love this game. I mean, there's just... Again, you know, I'm a pretty simple man. If I see Star Wars with, like, the graphics that they have, I'm always down. Right. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't really have too much to go into depth on them. Um, other than, I don't know, I think if they if they were as bad as, as I'd heard that they were at launch and for, you know, part of their life cycle, in my opinion, all that is gone. I mean, I th- I'm not saying they're perfect games. I'm not saying they're, you know, my favorite game list but definitely some solid first person shooters uh you just want to hop in play something a little different than call of duty cool i'll check i haven't played battlefield uh two or battlefront two so um i'll check it out i know i know it's on game pass uh so i've been yeah. waiting to hear you know if it's it was fixed so but yeah i'm a huge star wars fan too so i'll, I'll i'm gonna check that out this week and you can't beat the price right exactly but y'all were throwing that at me, weren't you? Hey, man. <laughs> hey, I, all I'm going to say is, uh, right now you can't beat the price, but my renewal comes up in March. So <laughs> when I when I pay for that ultimate, I'm going to be like, ooh. Yeah, that that stinks. That yeah. stinks. But it's once a year, so, you know. I, I just save up for it throughout the year. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's not. It's like, like 15 bucks a month or something like that. Yeah, I, that's what I do the monthly, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Micah, I may reach out to you this week, um, trying to decide what to play next. And I'm really thinking about, you know, PlayStation Plus released that PS Plus collection, and there's a lot of good games on there. Mm-hmm. So yes, there is. I've been. Uh, I didn't add this to my notes, but uh, I did play one off there. Um, Days Gone. They just put out a yep. PS5 patch for it. Uh, it's running at its checkerboard 4K. Um, mm-hmm. 
60 FPS locked and it is beautiful. It's way better than it was at launch. At launch, man, it had some serious dips. You'd have hordes of zombies, like 300 zombies, and it would really tax the the PS4. But on the PS5, it is running smooth. So that's one I absolutely recommend. Brian, I'll back that up too. I bought that for, I had the PS4 Pro, but I bought that, that game for it. I like a discount Christmas time, like 2018. Ryan, that's the next game you got to play, man. I might, might just do that. Yeah, uh, check it out. It's good. Dude, and like, I don't know. I, I had heard about that game before, like early, early, early in the development cycle of its lifetime. Um, and so I kind of followed it and like, you know, I, I wasn't as invested in it as like some of these people for Cyberpunk were. So when it got pushed back, I was like, all right, whatever. But when it finally came out, I was finally able to get it. I, I really hated that I waited so long. I mean, I guess, you know, if it had issues like Micah saying, probably better that I waited a minute. But, yeah, that game is so much better than it had to be. Yeah. Yeah, even with the issues I'm talking about, they weren't, like, game-breaking. But they were just – you could tell that the game was, was taxing the hardware. Um, yeah. And with the, with the new console, man, that all that's fixed. Good to know. Yeah. Check that one out. I will definitely let you know next week what I've landed on and what, what I've been playing. So Awesome. I might get into the Quest, though, some. I haven't played a lot of that yet. Yeah, uh, we haven't heard many updates about the VR. Yeah, since I've uh, – now that I've recovered, I, I don't think it would make me as sick. So I might jump back into that. So we'll see. Lots to play. Not, There's so much. Oh, man, I don't know. It's $30. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, that's no. We're gonna have to wait on that. That's that's a little much. Yeah, it's it's steep. I love the game, but good God, thirty dollars for something made in like ninety two. Yeah, so gotta wait for it yeah. to go on sale. We gotta draw the line. I don't line even know sale. that I'd pay six dollars something made in ninety five. I see what you did there. Yeah, okay. that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> Um, but all right, uh, so we said we were cutting Mark out of the podcast next week. Yeah, that's what we said, right? And his dad is <laughs> hey, coming in. Hey, at least I went out guns blazing. His cooler dad. Uh, all right, all right, I see how it is, Michael. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I, I mentioned this guy's name earlier in the podcast. I kind of want to talk about this is the uh, this is the game I've been playing this week. So after I beat Full Throttle. Uh, and just remembering how much I love Tim Schafer games. Um, and for those of you who, who don't know Tim Schafer, he's uh, the head of Double Fine Studio. Uh, they're the ones who made Psychonauts and a bunch of other really cool games. Uh, anyway, he put out a game on the Xbox 360 um, that was an open-world RPG-ish game uh, based on heavy metal, and it was called Brutal Legend. Uh, and you play as a roadie named Eddie Riggs, who is played by Jack Black in the game. This game is so good. Like, I remember having it. I think I still I want a disc copy of this game, actually. I have to look. But I remember owning it for the 360 and loving it because I'm like, I am that stereotypical nerd from like the, the early 90s, late 80s, who was into D&D was a metalhead and liked fantasy art on like heavy metal albums so that's me and that's what this game is it's like a heavy metal album come to life uh and you're 
all the people that you interact in the game with are legends of of metal like Ozzy Osbourne's in the game uh the uh, uh all the all the powers that you have like the magic spells are actually riffs that you play on your guitar like like metal solos and you have one called the face melter and when you play it your enemies on the screen their faces melt off when you kill them and like it is just it's tim Schafer at his at his best um, so if you like the humor of full throttle brutal legend you'd love plus you can't beat you can't beat a young jack black um back when he was doing his tenacious d thing so oh man i love that yeah it's this game <laughs> has just taken me down uh just just that trip of memory lane and and it, it's so good uh if you're if you're a metalhead if you like rpgs in any form um check it out it's definitely worth it not not to uh you know hopefully lose any listeners to this but did y'all know that jack black has a youtube channel really yeah it's, a, it's called uh he's like a it's a gaming youtube channel it's called jablinski games <laughs> i didn't know that i'm gonna check that out he's he's legit yeah i i don't know i think jack black in a video game is second only to mark hamill in a video game yeah uh, you can't not love jack black and ed gas for that reason but you know jack black you know i think it's the face of tenacious d uh, right you can't not love the guy I mean, Tenacious D, School of Rock, Brutal Legend. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, he he uh is the he's the soul of that game. Like everybody does a great job voice acting in that game, um, including Ozzy Osbourne, who does a fantastic job as he's like this, <laughs> he's like this good-natured demon called the Guardian of Metal, uh, and he's actually really funny. But Jack Black just uh. He's he's the soul of that game. Still, I agree. He's second to Mark. Uh, Mark Hamill's king for life. Yeah, it's been a pretty solid week of gaming, guys. Yep, really has. It's been good. I've enjoyed it for sure. Uh, hopefully, something that we've talked about this week will come true. I don't know what we said. What was our prediction this week? I can't remember. We will all be millionaires there next you go. week. If somehow, we, every time we say something, within the week, it happens. So we'll have to keep that going. Uh, well, we know what's going to happen. Mark's going to put his lips on something. Exactly. Yeah, that might, that might have to be episode 12's title. Like, Mark finally kisses that. <laughs> yeah. Mark, uh, Mark says he can't make the recording because he has a spot on his lip. <laughs> Uh, should get my dad to stand in for me there you go (laughs) all right well that was fun guys good times yep anybody have anything else that they wanted to throw in there i think that about does it for me yeah that those are the are the games that i spent the overwhelming majority of my time with so i don't have much to add awesome all right guys well i appreciate you uh Join in again. It was fun. As usual, uh, we'd love to get some uh, content up on Patreon, so please hop on and join that. Um, website, of course, is patreon.com slash digital theory podcast. Absolutely. Get some shout outs going on. Yeah, we get more than uh, just uh, Mr. Sizemore. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got- 
we gave somebody else a shout out. Who was it? It was one of Mark's uh, coworkers. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, should we say his name again? <laughs> Did we say sure. his name the first time? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Justin Pretlow. All right. There we go. Shout out for Justin and shout out for Mr. Sizemore. And then of course we, our first shout out was, uh, Jessica who's paying on the Sonic, uh, the hedgehog bill. So it's exactly right. So three shout outs total. I think Jessica keeping it real. Yeah. So. Don't forget the, the, you know, the, the, those three are real ones for sure for the podcast. Yep. They go up, they go up on our wall of fame. So. Yep. All right. Well, we'll do it again next week. All right. Sounds All right. great. Talk to you in a bit. See y'all then.